speaking for myself too in this episode this is not just me giving you advice i'm honestly speaking for myself and i'm helping you while i'm helping myself in this very episode in fact i do that with all my you know what i'm, I'm rambling i started off rambling listen if this is your first time listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show i'm glad to have you to all my regular listeners you already know how i get down man you know i go right to the point i get right to the point and today's topic today's topic is one of those topics in which i i personally need help with which is why i'm deciding that i'm going to give a discussion i'm going to give a talk about this topic and today's topic here's what it is all right when people believe when people think a certain way all right we have got to accept it we have got to accept people for what they believe and how they go about doing their business, how they go about looking at people and profiling people and making assumptions and false accusations and shit like that. There's nothing we can do. The quicker we can accept that that's the way a person thinks, the better off we will be. The faster we're going to get to our goal, the faster that we're going to get to whatever it is we're supposed to be doing in life. All right. What got me on this topic is the fact that you are listening to someone now who has been going to high school after high school. I've been seeing, I've been going out as, as a trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance. I've been going out to high school after high school, and I've been gathering so much information, so much knowledge to where I'm really at this point, uh, as of this recording, well, by the time this recording comes out, at this point, I could officially call myself a speaker, a full-time, well, I've, I've always been calling myself a speaker, but now I can say that's what I do. I'm a full-time speaker. When this recording comes out, as of this recording, I can call myself a full-time paid speaker. It's just a matter of getting in front of more people. That's it. That's the only thing stopping. That's the only thing that's in the way. And as I've gotten clearer and clearer and clearer about the message and, and clearer and clearer and clearer about who it is I need to be targeting, who it is I need to be speaking with, a lot of things have kind of come back to me. All right. A lot of the, the way I've been judged, the way people are falsely, falsely accuse me of doing something foul, all that kind of shit. And what I'm learning, what I'm in the process of learning, along with you guys as regular listeners, as new listeners, I know whoever told you about this show no, probably told you about the show because you're trying to do something very productive in your life because that's what this show has been all about from day one. All right. What I want to what I want to communicate with you guys today is how to just just simply move on, accept the fact that that person thinks like that and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm better off because I know to stay away from that person as long as possible, just to run, literally run away 
when someone decides they're going to make false accusations about you. All right, Here, here's, here's a couple examples. When I was a senior in high school, I went, I, for those of you who don't know, I went to Good Council High School, which is a predominantly white coat, white, white school. Most of the students were white students and most of the faculty were white faculty. I believe I had two black teachers in the entire, for my entire four years. And there were a few Spanish teachers and things like that, but, but the majority was white. It was a white school, all right? And I remember as my senior years, myself and four other black guys, we had a art class. The name of the, it was an art class and the teacher's name was Miss Storsham. All right, one of those guys, his name was Jelani Jenkins, who's actually been on this show, and he was only a sophomore at the time. So, you know, we didn't communicate that much during class. You know, he had his crew of, of friends, and I had my crew, whatever it is. But the other two, the other two Black students, they were seniors with me. And our senior writers was kicking it. It was kicking it on another level, especially in an art class. And this is an art class that wasn't taken too seriously and shit like that. You know, it was kind of a quote, end quote, an easy A, you know, something you do. It wasn't a, a real challenging class. All right, so they had a day during that art class in which Miss Storchum, who was a, a white lady, a white lady who was our teacher, she said the word nigger. She said nigger, like she said it in a very playful way. All right, now I was working on a project, but I did hear her say it. And I remember the other student, his name was Mike. I remember the other student coming up to me and said, are you serious right now? Are you, so like he was in shock that she actually said that, all right? That's one thing, all right? And I, there was really nothing of it. As, as young black men who were seniors, there was really not a whole lot we can do or didn't know what we even were allowed to do or what was accepted, whatever it was. It was just, you know, just kind of got thrown under the, the rug and just kind of brushed off, all right, eventually. And tell a couple of days later, it wasn't even a week. I believe actually it was the next time we were in class. It, was, it, was, it couldn't have been more than a week in which we were in class again, and then she said it again. All right, she said it again. She kept repeating it. She was like, nigger, nigger. Like, she was she was trying to get someone's attention. I, I believe she was repeating somebody or something. I don't even know why the word kept coming out of her mouth. But at that point, we were so sick of that shit, all right? It was myself and the two other Black guys that were as seniors. That were seniors. We just walked out the classroom. We walked out the classroom and we were like, you know what? I, I can't fucking take it. It's been four years of this bullshit and I, I, we didn't know how to react. So we just walked out the classroom. We were just walking the hallways. We weren't supposed to be doing that, but we were just venting and just had to get away from it because we didn't know exactly what to say when a teacher, a white teacher is saying the word nigger. All right. So as we walk back, as we're walking back to the classroom and we kind of just you know, got our, our thoughts together. We didn't go directly to her class. We went to her, her class, her, it was another art teacher, her class and their classes were kind of connected. So we went to his class. His name was actually Mr. Rinky. And Mr. Rinky was, he, he had issues with the students because Mr. Rinky was very flamboyant. He didn't have a very deep voice. He was, you know, he, a lot of the students, as, as high school students, they were calling them gay. They were calling them uh, like a faggot and shit like that, which was completely wrong. I don't condone it at all. But as high school kids, that's that's just the way it is. That's the way to talk. And in fact, I remember actually there was a time where Akeem, Akeem was another guy who was actually on the show and he, he played a good counsel and stuff like that. I remember there was a time in which he got suspended because he was in Mr. Rinky's class. <laughs> yeah, I remember he, he, was, he got suspended because... I believe he said something about that's gay, but he wasn't, but Mr. Rinky heard it as it, he was calling him gay. 
and then he got suspended and all it was all kinds of drama and so that was the person who we we just sat in his class because we didn't want to go back to Ms. Lortum's class all right so Mr. Rinky has already clearly already has his thoughts and his reservations and his attitude towards young black men you know obviously he doesn't he, he will judge us or he doesn't have a very good experience he doesn't have very good experiences with black men obviously all right so all of a sudden out of nowhere mr rinky comes to us three and starts yelling at us at the fact that there's some clay on the ceiling all right and he starts like really accusing us saying you know i don't know you guys put the clay up there it was you you guys started you, you, as soon as i pointed at the clay you guys started looking around i thought you didn't know what was going on so we were we just heard a white teacher say the word and then all of a sudden we're getting in trouble for clay being on the ceiling, like clay that you play with at, with an art class that they give out in art class. And it's like, what the fuck? Like how did, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and I remember, you know, Mr. Rinky and us, we were going back and forth and then Ms. Storsham had to jump in because Mr. Mr. Rinky goes, what were you guys even doing in my class? And then Ms. Storsham goes like, I'll tell you later why they walked out and stuff like that and all that shit, right? Long story short is, well, not long story short, but the way, basically the way the whole thing ended, all right, was Miss Storchum had all of us come back to come back after school and talk about what happened. And she said, you know, she didn't realize saying the word nigger was offensive and stuff like that. And, and, and to be 100% honest with you guys, I, I do, do not believe that Miss Storchum is a racist. In my honest opinion, based on the kind of shit that she was saying after school, like her specific words were, I, I, I have a I have a kindergarten teacher who's like I, I did not realize you know I am not a racist like she was really getting defensive and she didn't you know she didn't mean any harm when she said the word she really thought that it was not something that was offensive at all that that's how naive and that's again another topic for completely that's that's if I get if I really get started on that I'm going to be talking on this thing for a whole hour uh, hour and some change all right but the fact that she didn't realize that that was offensive really, really should tell you something about our curriculum in terms of how we teach our Black history, if we even teach our Black history, the kind of time that we spent teaching Black history, teaching slavery and shit like that, that that should wake somebody up. Hopefully, you're listening to me right now and you're saying to yourself, holy shit, how the hell am I going to have a, an actual high school teacher at a prestigious school like Good Counsel not realize that saying the word nigger would be offensive to black men all right that i don't even blame her for that i blame whoever actually put her in that position but again that's something for a different topic. that's that's a different topic for a different day i'm i'm gonna go on record and saying this i don't believe miss storsham is a racist because of the, that how naive she was and what she said after all right i believe that she might have you know got into some tupac or something like that she was listening to some hip-hop and somebody some of them rappers said nigger and she didn't realize that it was offensive she probably thought it was just something that you say all right i, I i'm on record i want to make sure i'm on record saying i don't think miss storsham if this ever this if this ever does come across your ears i do not think you're a racist i do think in my heart of heart that you didn't mean any harm by it all right the point i'm making to you as teammates just like i just made sure i'm on the record stating that is when you accept the quicker you accept the fact that some people don't have the experiences that you have the quicker you can move the fuck on and go on to your destiny and go on to your purpose all right when i go and i go give a workshop for positive coaching alliance and i go and i give 
I talk to some of these high schoolers and I see the way that they, their lack of respect, if they're participating or not, what they're saying, just the way they are when it comes to just being around a new adult, do they want to make an impression? All those things I take into consideration. When I feel like, look, someone just doesn't give a shit now, I just move on and find the people that can serve my business, all right? Because that's the way it is. You, I, I would love, I would, I honest to God, would love to be up here and, and say to you right now, as you're listening to me, I would love to say to you that the problem just goes away, but it does not. I would love to say that to you. I would love to kind of create a silver lining when it comes to this topic and say that, you know, as adults, you grow out of that shit. And, and adults are, when you leave high school or when you go into your career and you meet new people, that they just, you know, accept the fact that you have your beliefs and that, that everyone's just going to get along. I can't say that. I cannot say that. Eventually, everyone chooses their own destiny. They choose the kind of people that they want to have in their life. And ultimately, it's your choice. Wherever you're at in life, it's your choice. It's the choices that you make. Nobody else is responsible for it. You made those choices, all right? I'll give you an example, all right? A couple years ago, when I was still a trainer at Nine Round, all right? And just so you guys, for you first-time listeners, if this is your first time listening in, I, I spent about four, close to five, four and a half years being a Nine Round trainer. I became a, a trainer at the Nine Round in Plantation, Florida, which is not too far, basically Fort Lauderdale area. And I became well-known, you know, that's where I developed my voice. I had a strong, uh, strong relationship with a lot of the members. I was there for so long and which, you know, the, the speaker, the great speaker that you're listening to, what developed me, what allowed me to speak so clearly and with so much power is the fact that I was a trainer at nine round and I took advantage of the entire, in fact, I used to sleep, to sleep at that nine round, to be hundred percent honest with you, right? Like I was so, I believe, I, I still do. I love the company. I love the mission, everything. I, I owe the company so much for really giving me a route, giving me a place to, to really develop my skills and develop my potential, all right? So I got, I got really close with the members. Now, the issue that I had at the nine round that I worked at, the specific gym I had that I, that I, was, a, that I was a trainer at, I had an issue with the owner. His name was Ira. And I had an issue with the other trainer that was there five days a week. His name was Pablo, all right? The owner has just had no expansion. Again, love, I said this in my book. I love him like a father. I appreciate what he did for me. But he, there was no plans of expansion. There was lack of leadership. There was, not only was there no plans to actually expand and grow into another facility, there was this favoritism that he had with certain members. All right? There was this, all right, that member's coming in, and I'm going to just pay attention to that member, and you know, the other ones could just do whatever. There was never actually a specific plan to get more people in he never came up with that but again i, I don't want to get started on that now the other trainer who was there he had the same mentality and he would play favorites again play favorites with certain members and some of the because he was very skilled his actual skill was pad drills in which the members love and i learned it and all that stuff a lot of the members were drawn to him because of what he can do for them when it comes to just developing pad drills and i know this if you're not in the fitness, all of that kind of stuff can go over your head. I'm, let me get to the point now. Pre-pandemic, before COVID hit, those kinds of things I could tolerate, all right? You know, at the end of the day, everyone had their lane. I was the, the motivational guy, you know, I was the one that's always getting 
and great conversations, pushing the members, stuff like that. That was me. That was my lane. You had Pablo, who was the, you know, the guy who could do Padra. Then you had Ira, who was, I, I don't know, honestly, I don't even know what Ira would describe himself as. He was the owner who was there. And because he was the owner, there was just kind of a, 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 a respect that he was owed or deserved, I guess, or whatever it is, you know. And that was just the way it was pre before the COVID before the pandemic hit. All right. And a lot of the things they did when it came to favoriting to playing favorites with the members, I could just look the other way. You know, I didn't have to deal with it. It never really affected my paycheck. It never affected the kinds of things I wanted to do. So I just kind of, you know, brushed it off. Now, post pandemic is where the issue, those little things became huge, huge problems. All right. Because People were struggling. People were losing. They were losing their jobs. You know, the gym was, could have easily been shut down. You know, people weren't coming in. Members had to cancel. It, it was just a mess because people weren't coming back. People weren't coming back after the pandemic. Even after things opened up, people still weren't coming back because they couldn't afford it. You know, it wasn't a priority. All right. Now, here is where I got really fired up, where I got so fed up to the point where I just, I just said, you know what? I have to leave. I'm done with this place. I had it in my mind. All right. So one of the members who who decided that she was going to come back, her name was it's Adelise. Actually, Adelise was a was a was a guest on this show. The title of her episode is titled Imperfectly Perfect. All right. Go back and listen to it when this is done. But she had come in. She had come in for a workout. And I remember her telling me that she saw Pablo on one of the other members stories. I won't put her name out there, but the, the member that she saw. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll put her fighter name. Her fighter name was Beastie. All right, Beastie and Beastie was one of those members that they used to they used to favorite and they used to be in there like three or four times. She used to come like do three or four workouts. She'd come in the morning. I mean, she she'd be in there for literally at least three hours a day. All right, just over exceeding. Just so you guys know, nine round was a thirty minute workout, and she'd be in there for a good two hours doing the workouts over and over and over and over again. Which again is something that is against the rules that you, that we were told specifically when we went to corporate that they're not allowed to do more than one workout. If they want to go to another gym, that's fine, but they can't do more than one workout yet. Of course he lets Beastie do that. But anyway, that's again, I, I'm going to probably do a completely a separate episode with just me on that in itself, because that, that speaks to leadership and that speaks to the problem that we have as black owners that we specifically need to get that straight as not only black owners, but as minorities, Pablo is a minority. He just like Ira's a black owner. He's a minority. And we need to have a certain standard. We need to have a certain standard. We can't just let people come in and disrespect us and use the gym the way they want to use it. When we know it can get us in trouble and know it's not going to lead to more money in our pocket. But anyway, again, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. The reason I, the reason I get off topic when it comes to this is because it still is very much a trigger for me. All right. But anyway, post-pandemic, post-pandemic, when Adelise came in and told me that I realized that even though we had been shut down for a couple months and then we were back open and think we we're trying to get things going, we we're trying to get the members, get, trying to get it back to where we were before the pandemic, I realized that Pablo had gone behind our backs and gone and trained and going to people's houses and trained them. Do I know if he was charging for it? I don't know. I don't care. The bottom line is the fact that you go and do that and you give them that option makes it so they go, they tell their friends and, and they, they give their friends the option of either training at nine right now, they're coming to the gym or having you come and train. So the bottom line is you could, and it's a conflict of interest to the actual business, to the actual business of nine run, actually what it is we're trying to do when it comes to getting people in. 
All right. So that that bothered me. That bothered me. And they had a time. So they had a time in which Beastie came in for a workout. And in the back of my mind, I knew that, you know, she wasn't coming in as well. Like before the pandemic, she'd come in there every single day, never miss a day. All right. So when she decided to start coming, you know, when she decided to come after the pandemic and it, it was like once a week, every once in a while she would come. She asked me, she asked me directly how things are going in the gym. And I told her straight up, it's a problem because some of the, you guys, I didn't say her specifically. I said, some of you guys, I, pro- I might have said, I don't know. I, I probably did say, I probably did blame her specifically now that I'm thinking about it. But I said, some of you guys choose Pablo over me or choose Pablo over the, the coming to the gym. And she, she took that personally. Me and her ended up going back and forth over that. And the reason she took it personally, because I broke it down and she realized that it could cause a conflict of interest, even though you're posting from a private account, even though you're doing your, you, you in your mind, you in your heart are saying, oh, well, I'm still paying a membership, so I'm not doing anything. That's one person. You putting it out there that Pablo does that and Pablo's still working here, that causes the problem because now we've given people option. And trust me, I know this because I, I went and I started training people at their houses and they said the same thing. I was approached, I was approached to train people at their houses and at that point, I couldn't say no because Pablo was doing the same thing. So I, it put me in a situation where I had to start doing it myself. You see my point? That, that's just the way the business works, all right? But anyway, during the argument that Beastie and I were having, she said something that, that reminded me of being a senior in high school in that art class, all right? She said, oh, well, you trained Peter. I was, when she was talking to me and she said, you trained Peter. And by the way, Peter is another Black guy, you know, another minority that for some reason she saw but anyway let me let me break it before i even go that before i even go that route all right here's what happened it was the memorial day it was i I believe it was memorial day the memorial day or labor Day. i can't remember which one i posted and i invited beastie not only beastie but i invited every nine round member to do a free workout in the park okay free workout in the park that was it was myself and adelise had partnered up on an event in an event basically an event in which she was going to photograph a free workout that I was going to do in the park. Peter happened to come to that workout. Okay. Peter came, came to that workout for free and she, and she, it was obviously photographed and I posted pictures about it because I was at that point where I was starting to generate and create a business of my own separate from nine round. So when she sees the post on Facebook, she automatically assumes that, I trained Peter regularly when that was not the case. So she would have went on believing and probably most likely went on telling people, oh, as one trains, trains this one. So it's okay for Pablo to do it. You see my point now here, the, the, the reason I broke all that down, because I was in high school when Mr. Rinky made that assumption and, and falsely accused me and the other students for doing something foul. This was, I'm in the adult world. And someone that I got to know very well, you know, personally, we, we became very close. You know, we went out, we, we actually got drunk together. I mean, we, we got really close in terms of friends and members. I mean, her story about how she got into boxing, I, I won't give you everything, but it was very, it was a very touching story at the fact that she was learning these things. I mean, we did everything, whether it was myself, whether it was Pablo, whether it was Ira, we did everything for Beastie. You know, we did everything we could, okay? So to try to justify the fact that you decide that it's okay to, to pull Pablo from the gym and train at the house without letting people know or, or, or kind of 
take the trainer. We just try to justify that by saying that I trained Peter because of something you saw on Facebook is bullshit. And, and, and it brings me to the close of this, this talk. All right. What I want you guys to understand as you grow, as you grow, as you grow and you find your purpose, your vision becomes clearer and clearer. They're going to be people that you love. You have all the most love for. And trust me, it hurts me to even tell you this episode. It hurts me to even speak about Beastie and that because there's so many great things, great accomplishments that I would love to get on here and talk about when it comes to Beastie. All right. But for me to have to get on this show and tell that story as if it was a negative story, it, it needs to be said so there's an understanding for you as an entrepreneur, for you as someone that's growing, for you as someone that's trying to take the next step in your life, you're going to have to let go of a lot of people that you love. It's not going to be as easy as you think. So my answer to you, my, my, my hope to you, my challenge, I should say my challenge to you, because like I said at the beginning, this episode is for you and I, because I personally am still working through it as I run into a new beastie every day. Again, by the time this comes out, or as actually as of this recording, I'm a paid speaker. I'm someone that's getting paid to go and give talks to people who didn't know me before today. And I have to change their lives with what I say. There's new people coming in and out of my life every single day. Even, uh, even the, some of the members, some of the episodes of uh, some of the guest speakers on this very show. You gotta have enough thick skin to move on, move on, and accept the fact that some people are going to believe what they want to believe. And the quicker you can accept it, the quicker you can get to where it is you're supposed to be going in life. Because that's bullshit. All right? It's bullshit. I'm just going to call it what it is. Myself, a black man, Ira, a black owner, Pablo, I believe he was Colombian. Bottom line is all three of us were minorities. And let's say, let's just flip. And if, if Beastie, if you are listening, I highly doubt you are. But if you are, this, this does happen to cross years. Let's just, I'll even pick up the argument. Let's just say that this was a, your brother. Let's say it was your husband. Let's say it was someone that you really cared about that's trying to build their business and somebody else did that to them. Let's say it was your, your husband that owned a nine round and he's trying to get members in and then you have to realize, oh, well, the trainer that I had here that was here every single day is now going behind my back and training other people. And now it's creating a conflict of interest. Just say, let, let's just pretend that it was, it was you who owned it. Would you like it? No, even if the person was paying a membership still. Your little $79 a month might be able to get him uh, some gas or some food for the day, <laughs> right? Real talk, man, and real talk. And, and the bottom line to what it is, I'm telling you, and if you're going through that situation, if you're moving and you're growing, and if you're listening to the show, most likely you are, just accept it, accept it. There's certain people that, believe and think the way they are if you feel a certain way about it keep moving forward and just stay keep your faith in god that someday that they're going to get it and they're going to realize it and at that point you can you can move on but you can't you are not god you are not the person that is there to fix their issue that's an internal issue all right that's the way we have to decipher it. We have to say, look, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put out there everything that's on my heart. I'm going to share what's on my heart. I'm going to be as 100% honest as I possibly can. And if people get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. You got to figure out a way to keep moving forward, no matter what. Because people that you love, people that you like would like do everything for, hey, it's going to happen. All right? So what is that thing? How The question I will close with 
how are you going to move forward? That is the question. How are you going to move forward when this kind of shit happens to you? All right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Everything you know it King already, already you know it My body so got a king body Body gon' shine, bling bling body Calling all the shots, ring ring body Crown on your head, got a king body Don't live a king, you a king, you know it King already, my baby, you know it Pop everything, everything you know it King already, already you know it Shine already, it's time already Align already, it's time already Shine already, it's time already No, no, no Royalty said don't you, no, no, no Try to stop it, we say go, 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 go Bubble up and watch it go, 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 go be ruler, be ruler, yeah Everybody on the conquer, yeah Every king be stronger, yeah King the rule them longer, yeah Remember who you are, oh Real king always be new Everything, everything, you know it King already, already, you know it Shine already, it's time already 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 The line already, it's time already Shine already, it's time already The line already, it's time already Try to stop it, me say no, no, no Royalty say don't you, no, no, no Try to stop it, me say go, 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 go Bubble up and watch it go, 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 go Diamonds on my fist, fighting damage, y'all Come and rest your head, take your crown off, oh Woke up in the phone, need to take it slow, oh He said I'm moving too fast, need to take it slow, oh Take it slow, oh, oh Take it slow, oh, oh Tryna take my baby home, oh, oh Take it slow, oh, oh Remember who you are, oh Always we know Give up, be brave, oh And show your people my love You sang my ready, I say you sang my ready You like my ready, I say you like my ready Only you got the remedy, I say you got the remedy Shine your body, shine your body Be your own king, make the body come rule your world Yo, 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 yo Be your own king, make the body come rule your world Be your own king, make the body come rule your world Yo, yo Everything, everything, you know it Show them the way, you know it, you know it, you know it 